You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Vissard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today. Listen, if you have not subscribed to this show, hit that subscribe button and tell all your friends and family about the amazing tips and information that you're learning from this voice here A to the N to the G. Now, listen, you know you always come to these shows because I have valuable, valuable information that I am giving to you guys, and you've got to share it with your friends and family. Now, today, what we're going to be talking about is marriage and divorce, okay? I've got to talk about both subjects in the same thing because at the end of the day, friends, what we're talking about, what I'm always trying to tell you is that if you don't have a plan, then what do you do? You're planning to fail. So whether you're planning to get married or you're planning, unfortunately, to get into a divorce, you have to have a plan of how you are going forward. Now, it's so funny because, you know, I have older kids and they use these apps for dating. And I have a sister who is 26 years old, and she uses these apps for dating. And one of the apps actually has a system, and I think a lot of them are actually coming up to date with this, where it has a system that it asks you what your long-term financial plan is and also what your credit score is. And you know what? I have to say that I really appreciate that because a lot of people, they don't really realize how important that is. Because when you get married and when you decide to do things, hey, you know what? We're going to invest in a home or we're going to invest in a car or we want to make any kind of investment. What I've always told you is that your credit is an investment tool to build wealth. And when you are merging your life with another individual, one of the things that you want to make sure of is that they have taken care of their credit just as much as I hope you have specifically when you're asking that question. Your credit is so, so, so important to so many different things. A lot of employers are now using that as a means to understand how your character is, believe it or not. Now here at the end of the day, we understand that things happen. But if you have a plan, if you understand how to use your credit, if you've done the hard work to keep a good credit score, then you understand the value of having good credit and hence why someone that's on a dating app would want to make sure that the person that they're going to date and potentially have a relationship with has a really good credit score. It's super important. And then on the flip side of things, you know, just talking about that, unfortunately, if you and your spouse decide that you are going to get a divorce, whether it's an amicable divorce or not so amicable, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you have to have a plan of how you're going to separate your credit assets so that down the road when you're on your own and you want to buy a house on your own or you want to do things on your own, your ex is not associated with your now credit being single. So it's very, very important. Both of these big changes in life require that you make the plans to understand and to protect your credit history and most importantly, that asset building and driving tool, your credit 
score. Now, the reason that I'm having this conversation with you guys today is because I'm actually a part of a group which is called the Divorce Transition Group. And I talk to a lot of people, a lot of attorneys, and a lot of couples that are going through divorce. And there are a lot of things that they don't consider And I'm using the word consider, which is to take a step back and think about how they're going to move forward with certain things that need to be done when we are separating what we were building once together. And so I was having a conversation with a new client and he was explaining to me how him and his ex separated their assets and how they sat down, but how they didn't think about certain things that unfortunately came to bite him and not her. Because what they decided to do was to sell their home. And unfortunately, it took a little while to sell their home. And they both moved out of the house. But the utilities were still in the husband's name. But because the court had awarded the wife the ability to stay in the home, he just basically assumed, and we know what that word means, what its meaning is, that she was going to take care of the utility bills. And unfortunately, she didn't. So months later, here he is trying to live his life, and he's about to buy a new home on his own, and he has four utility collections on his credit report, and his credit score, which was a 760, went all the way down to a 650. He was very, very upset about the situation, but unfortunately, because he didn't sit down and consider the cost and have a plan of action of understanding, making a list, what I tell divorcees to do is let's Sit down, let's come up with a spreadsheet and have an understanding of what you're responsible for and what your soon-to-be ex is going to be responsible for. If you guys share credit cards together, it's very important that you separate those. Okay, in this particular situation, you own a home together. Okay, so your wife is going to stay in the home, but the utilities are in your name. You must have a plan to keep your credit assets separate. Now, we'll talk about getting married in a minute. I want to stay with understanding what you need to do pre-divorce. Okay, so it's really important when you have made that you know, life-altering decision that unfortunately you're going to press forward with a divorce and hopefully it's a friendly one. The one thing that I always tell my clients to do is, listen, pull your credit report and have an understanding of, if you don't know already, what credit cards you share in common. Okay, understand the different things that are reporting to your credit history that maybe you didn't remember. Remember the insurance plans that you have. Everything that you guys have been paying for years together, now it's time to sit down at the table and have an understanding of who's going to pay what. And specifically when it comes to your credit and how that's going to affect you long term, you want to have an understanding of what your responsibility is. So what I tell my clients to do is sit down with your credit cards and identify which cards are joint. 
Okay. And have an agreement on who's going to be paying the current balances that are owed. All right. And then you've got to close those cards that you are joint on and reopen or reapply with the same banks for new ones. Okay. The most important thing is, is you want to take the spouse off that you're a joint card holder with. You want to take them off now and now have the credit card in only your name. Now, Let's talk about the cards that you identify that you're an authorized user on. Now, the thing about being an authorized user is that you don't have any fiduciary responsibility. So let's say that you were never taken off of that card and your spouse is the one that's responsible for it financially to pay it. However, let's say they make a late payment or they don't pay the credit card at all and now it becomes a charge off. Even though you're just an authorized user and you don't have a fiduciary or a financial responsibility to pay that back, it can still hurt you in the way of being reported to your credit history. So the key here and the point that I'm trying to make is that the identification and the plan that you're making is making sure that you are separating yourselves from one another from a credit perspective so that you can't hurt one another down the road. Okay. Yes. People say, well, if I close my credit cards, it's going to hurt my credit score. Well, absolutely. It's going to hurt your credit score, but it's only going to be a momentary interruption of maybe 90 days, no more. Okay. But it's more important to do that than to take the risk of unfortunately staying on a mortgage with a spouse and then finding out that the spouse didn't make a couple of mortgage payments. And now here you are walking into a car dealership, making a deal with a car dealer and finding out that your ex-spouse didn't make five mortgage payments and your credit score has drastically dipped because unfortunately you don't monitor your credit. So you wouldn't know that. (laughs) And what does A to the N to the G always tell you that you need to do? You need to monitor your credit so that you would know the first time that a payment is missed. But that's for another show. And there's tons of shows. If you just look at my categories, you will see that I have talked about monitoring your credit and how vitally important it is. The other thing is, is that looking at the home loans, do you have investment properties together? Do you share mortgage loans? Okay. Who's going to be keeping the house? Now, a lot of attorneys do help their clients with this. And it's very, very important because again, if you are going to not be the one that's staying in the home and now you have to go and buy your own home, if you have that home as a responsible party, then it's going to be difficult for you to get a new loan, not to mention, number one, your credit to debt ratio is going to be higher than than it really is because really that's not your home anymore. You're not making those payments. So it shouldn't be calculated into your credit to debt ratio. But if it's on your credit report, they have to count it. So you have to sit down and figure out how is the home going to be transferred into the spouse that is going to keep the home. And in most of these situations, you're going to have to have the spouse that's keeping the home refinance the home in only their name. The other thing that is very important, and you better get your pen and pad out to do this, is to run a title report on that home and make sure or ensure that there are no liens or any type of pending lawsuits against that property that you maybe didn't know about. 
Okay. Those are things that you have to discuss and settle ahead of time. Okay. And then obviously removing the existing spouse officially from title. It's very, very important that you do this. This is also coming into the retrospect of talking about HELOCs or lines of credit that are on homes. Okay, so very, very important that you take the measures to make sure that you have this checklist. Okay, also going into auto loans. All right, making sure if you own or if you're making the payments on a car that now your ex spouse is going to take, make sure that you're not on the title anymore of that car. If they're making the payments, Okay, and you're going to stay on title or it's going to stay in your name, then you should make sure that you make the payments and your ex reimburses you. And why is that? How many times have I heard that someone has co-signed for someone to buy a car and unfortunately because the person that they co-signed for is the one making the payments and unfortunately they made a few payments late and the person that was co-signing for them never knew Because the banks don't call the co-signer. They call the individual that's making the payments. They never knew that there were missing payments. So it's very, very important to have an understanding of how you're going to set things up and make sure that you're protecting yourself. Because friends, a divorce decree is not enough to fight a creditor. If you have in writing in your divorce decree that your ex is responsible for making the payments and they're the ones that are driving the car and they get into a car accident, I'm sorry, it's not enough. It's not going to hold up in court. So it's very, very important that we're writing these checklists and that we're having an understanding of what it is that we're going to be responsible for because it can come back and it can really hurt our credit and that's the thing that we don't want to happen. Okay. The last thing that we want to talk about is collections and outstanding bad debts. All right. I always want my clients to make a list of any medical debt that they have. Okay. Parents that they're taking care of. All of these different things that come into play when you're married and you are sharing these responsibilities. Now that you are not going to be married any longer, you need to make sure and have an understanding of what you're responsible for. If you have medical insurance and now your ex-spouse is going to stay on your medical insurance, you have to make sure that they are responsible for their own co-pays that they're going to be paying, okay? It's very, very important that you have an understanding of what your responsibility is and what their responsibility is so that you don't end up with collections on your credit report in the 10th hour when you're trying to purchase something. And then the last thing, you know, getting off of the subject of divorce, but talking about marriage and before you get married and and why I tell people that are getting married to continue to maintain separate credit assets is for this particular purpose, unfortunately. I hate it that it happens, but, you know, divorce does happen all the time. But let's not even talk about that. The other reason why it's important to maintain separate credit identities is in the event that something happens. What if a spouse passes away? Okay. What if someone gets ill? It's very important to have the other one to fall back on. 
Okay. So this is why I tell people when they're getting married to maintain those separate credit identities so that in the event that you need the other one, because one of them is suffering, you have the other one to fall back on. It doesn't mean that you don't share money. It doesn't mean that you don't share life because let me tell you, I believe that marriage is an absolutely beautiful thing. And as a matter of fact, I am going to be celebrating 25 years of marriage to my lovely husband, which I just can't get enough of. So I'm telling you, marriage is a beautiful thing, but also having a plan is a beautiful thing. And it feels good knowing and understanding that you are preserving the assets that you are building together. And more importantly, when you have separated your credit assets, if something happens, you don't have to worry because the other one has got you covered. So friends, I hope that you have learned a lot in this segment about marriage and credit. And listen, this is A to the N to the G. You're listening to your credit today. Make sure that you share this information with your coworkers. Share it with your kids for crying out loud your young adults because of course we're talking about marriage and share it with your friends and family again this is angela setters bassard you're listening to your credit today and i'm out